In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, all the way from the kitchen in East Bridgewater, where all those <laughs> Fatty pastries are. <laughs> and Runway Kerrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. Hey, nope. you know what? You were I on ate Facebook. Them all. You did? <laughs> I believe it. You know, I, I was like drooling when I heard you had all those pastries here and uh, well, whatever. You lost out. You know, you had your chance. I but, had a very, yeah, but I was on an island. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you had to go ghost hunting instead. Oh. You bet your ass it's better than, <laughs> I mean, it's, let's Uh-oh. face it. There goes that PG rating again. Yeah. <laughs> let's face it, it makes much more sense to chase invisible people in the dark than to celebrate little men from Ireland. Um, I'll debate you on that, but well, you can, you but it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and how was your investigation? Oh, awesome. And actually, we're going to do a show on it, I believe. I think we have one scheduled. Yeah. And we have uh, the, the uh, curator from uh, Rose Island Lighthouse, and we're going to have you, of course, you were there. I believe Jeremy Dontremont, who was with me and his lighthouse experts, coming on the show as well, as well as myself. And I tell you, we That's did awesome. this table-tilting thing. And right. It rocked. I mean, this yeah. thing, this was a five-foot oak table. Literally, solid, double pedestal. And that thing was turning, twirling, jumping, everything. Unbelievable. People didn't even hit. They had, like, one finger on it. It was un-freaking-believable. That's cool. So, anyways, we have a great show today because we have Byron Jackson from the U.K. on. And uh, he's going to be doing a new segment, if it works out all right. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Anyway. We have all the pieces. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you know the lottery's pretty big, don't you? I heard about that, yeah. yeah. How well, big? I mean, oh, it's pretty big, but you know pretty what? Big. What? Huh? What? This what? is mint. Let me tell you. <laughs> according, according to Weekly World News, there's a men's room in a small Los Angeles park that suddenly has become very popular because users really? swear... Yes. Users swear that their luck has dramatically changed after using the Louvre. Oh, really? Ex- 
excitement began after three men from Los Angeles won the million-dollar prizes in the international sweepstakes. As it turned out, all three used the same toilet in the park. <laughs> Subsequently, even if that is a word, I'm not sure, many other people have tried the magic commode with some startling results. Really? Somebody, yes, yes, this is all true. Okay. Some believers even reported miraculous cures of crippling illnesses. <laughs> so I guess happens, right? So what's your take on all that, huh? You're gonna go, you're gonna go there and uh, win, poopy win, happens, huh? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go out there and win the uh, the multi, whatever. Uh, well, I guess if all I have to do is just <laughs> just visit the loo or whatever, uh, yeah, I'll fly all that way. Yep. Leslie, wanted, Leslie from the chat room, told you that chat room wants to know if it was the same toilet that Michael, uh, George Michael George used. Mike. I was just reading that. That's what I was laughing at. Thanks, uh-huh. Leslie. I love George Michael. Well, I think George it was Michael. boy George and George Michael. I, I love George Michael. Not physically, but uh, I, hope I, love not. His mu- I love his music. Well, Your story you kind of was starting out in a dubious direction about, you know, about a men's toilet. You had me worried for a minute. <laughs> Why, because we were talking about Byron? No. Speaking about Byron, I believe he's on the line. Oh, I'm here. Hello. Hi, Byron. How are you, guys? I'm just, uh, um, yeah, oh. apparently I've got to stop breathing, but it's not me. Ki- I'm sure it isn't. Are you kicking some cans around or something it's over there, stop too? Stop breathing. It sounds like there was a freaking uh, <laughs> party going on here of ghosts. No, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I suddenly had good contact, and then all of a sudden it all went crackly. I thought it was Ron's skin, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> No, we we heard doors slamming, people breathing, whatever. No, well maybe it's a Portuguese. Anyway, uh, it's nice to uh, be with you again, Ron and Anne, and uh, we're talking about Woodchester tonight. Is that the plan? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's your piece. <laughs> really? Well, um, we are going to be speaking to. Uh, as you know, uh, this is a new format for us, Ron, and I'm your roving reporter in the UK, and. Um, Hopefully, we'll take you to a place that uh, is haunted. Actually, Woodchester Mansion in the UK. Uh, we'll debate it. You, you can, uh, you can tell me what you think, Ron. I'm sure you were, anyway. And we have some little bits and pieces, I believe, right? Well, I do have a little bit and pieces. Yeah, I do. Um, it's very so, personal. Sh- sh- should we play this bit and pieces first, or do you want to set it up, or how do you want to do this? <clears throat> Well, I, I think really I, I need to tell everyone what Woodchester Mansion is because those guys over in the states that probably don't know where we're talking about. They may do. I don't Wait, know. We we have women here too. We're not just guys, you know. Oh well, I, I, fact, that's what I mean. In, in fact, according to the demographics, seventy-five percent of our audience is women. Oh, really? See? Really? You're outnumbered, oh. boys. Oh, well, yeah, in that case, right. then. But you like uh, it okay. that way. You like it that way. Admit it. Who? Me? Never. Never. Outnumbered by women? Oh, well, there you go. Maybe, <laughs> possibly. Okay, so what I'm going to talk about is not Winchester Mansion. Uh, I know about that place in the States. This is Woodchester Mansion in the UK. And it is a very cool place. Um, it's a Gothic mansion. It was built uh, around about, let me see now, about 1850, I believe, 1843. And it had been, um, well, basically it was built on the site of an old place called Spring Park. It was actually then uh, purchased by a guy called William Lee, who was a merchant from Cheshire. 
uh, he decided he wanted to build, build this beautiful uh, Gothic mansion in the style of Notre Dame, a bleak, uh, the Houses of Parliament. Uh, he built it, he started building it in 1843, uh, 1844. Uh, he converted to Catholicism. Uh, and it was, um, well, basically designed with the biggest, largest UK chapel in it. Um, but it was never finished. Now, many, many things have happened in this mansion. It's left completely as it was ditched in 1840-ish. Um, it was never
Helen is another member of the Gloucester Paranormal Group. I spoke to her about just how cold the mansion is. Yes, uh, the mansion is always cold. It can be the height of summer and it's always cold down here. Um, it's built up against a north-facing cliff um, and it's right down in the base of a valley. Um, as for the activities, uh, my most memorable would be the first occasion here. Um, it was with Haunted Devon, um, which was how I met GPRG when we came and visited here many years ago. And we were by the door that we entered by, which is at the rear of the mansion, um, inside the door there is a, a left-hand corridor which takes you round to this room, the drawing room, um, and we were stood in the junction of that corridor looking back at the door we'd entered and we were asking out and calling for anything and should anyone be there, um, to which we heard a four-legged animal race up to the door. Um, there's gravel outside the door so it was very audible and we all took a step back because we were expecting the door to explode inwards um, and it surprisingly didn't. It just went very, very quiet. And a couple of the more daring people in the group ran to the door to see what was there, and obviously was, there was nothing. So I now stood in the back passage. Is there anyone down that corner? And uh, yeah. we've had the word demon come up on the obelisk. And uh, we're waiting for the door to shut, which apparently is a common thing in this area. He's saying that mercury and murdery again. Murdery, and also... Uh, we're right next to the fuse box, and one of the, the fuses have just... Well, there you go, Ron. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I was just getting into that fuse box doing what the hell happened. <laughs> yeah, well, well I'll, t I'll tell you, it was it was a really, really uh, strange place to be in. Um, when we arrived, obviously, we were working with the Gloucester Paranormal Group, and we sort of disappeared on our own, Graham and I, and we we had our own little uh, investigation within an investigation, really. Um, we strutted off all over the place. There were several strange things happened that night. Um, the fuse box was one. We had fuses go. We had noises. Uh, we had the smell of aftershave. Now, believe it or not, Woodchester Mansion is actually uh, very, very, um, well, it, it's got a U.S. connection, Ron, believe it or not. During the Second World War, the U.S. Army stayed there, and uh, we're, we're actually, um, well, you know, housed there, basically, for training. And they were carrying out some sort of pontoon bridging type affair in the lakes uh, behind Woodchester, and apparently 20 people lost their lives in, a, in an accident when a Sherman tank and a variety of other implements, artillery pieces, fell into the lake. Um, so, you know, there is a US connection. In the next piece, you'll hear that. But very strange. Now, we, we believe that the person that, that came up to the uh, corridor on the top floor may have been a US serviceman. We've done it in, in the past where we have, um, you know, we were playing Glenn Miller music and it seems to attract this particular spirit and he, he pops in. Um, I, I see someone's asking the obelisk, do they know what it is or um, uh, do we need to explain or you know what the obelisk is, uh, Ron, do you? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. The obelisk is obvious, as Leslie says. Yep. Yeah, the, obvi <laughs> the obvious obelisk. Don't, um, don't, don't check the chat room, Byron, if you're going to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I've got it up here. I'd like to see what's going on and how people are thinking. Yeah, that's but... fine. We'll take care of the answers from the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
no, no worries. But but the um, one of the things about the ovulus on this occasion was that we yeah. were using two, and the two were actually saying the same thing at the same time. Now the chances of that happening are quite slim. So right. the ovulus, although you know we we you know see the ovulus as a you know bit of a gimmick, you know it, it's generating uh, sound and noise, you know that that people want to or can associate with a location. On this occasion, it was actually speaking at the same time um so we had the same words like move to a location it would tell us that and we both the ovuluses would say the same thing so uh-huh. that that was an interesting uh, fact for us um we also in the past we've picked up several evps uh, there is an evp clip in the second uh, session which we'll probably play after the break but um yeah it, it's an awesome place uh, really really fascinating location um we did have let me see on again on the top floor a really scary place this is a place that most wanted went to and they had all the stone throwing and all the rest of it uh-huh. and of course you you would know it well van helsing because dracula from the uh, the series one of the things of dracula was actually um filmed in a Woodchester mansion, so you would be, you would have been there, Van Helsing, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely, me and Redfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a scary, scary place. Lots of spirits. We have uh, in this place. We have obviously the Americans. We have a Roman centurion. Because Chester, as you know, Woodchester or any of the Chesters uh, in UK sort of places, if you have a Chester, it normally means there's a Roman connection. So you have oh, Cyrus. Really? See, we did not so- know that, Byron. No. Well, there you go. So you, you'll find out some other things later about what hunky punk is as well, but we'll, we'll save that piece. Um, you should. Yeah, and, and Woodchester. Um, is associated with Romans, um, same as Chichester, you know, Colchester, any of the Chesters all associated with Romans. So when you hear a Chester in the UK, it's associated with Romans. And there is actually a Roman um, legion, apparently, that walks through Woodchester. Um, he guards the road. There's also a headless horseman, a floating coffin, and a black dog. So... Uh, there you go. I mean, it, it, the, the place is, is full of it. Apparently a man was attacked whilst in his nightshirt by dogs. And uh, as you heard Helen from the Gloucester Paranormal Group earlier on, we did actually hear, um, you know, the the sound of a dog when we went to the Woodchester last time. Uh, and the dog was actually pounding up. You could hear this thing snarling and, and running. We actually thought there was a Doberman on the other side of the door. Now, I actually thumped against the door but didn't come through it if you know what i mean and when we went outside there was nothing there so uh yeah not not a nice place byron we have a a question from the chat room um wondering well what kind of place this is which you did kind of explain at the beginning and is it open to the public oh yes uh it is open to the public and if you are in the uk there are regular um tours uh, paranormal tours to woodchester now you can you can do it for the woodchester mansion trust if you look on the website just type in woodchester mansion trust and you can you can basically uh you can book a trip um but also you know you could always come with haunted death and uh, we we go as a group and we run our own things there uh, and you're welcome to to come along with us and uh, see what you think you know because i love that (laughs) yeah well i'm trying to get i'm trying to get ron to come but he won't you know but uh (laughs) 
I think he feels safe. And now, you know the Angel of Mons, you know the uh, World War Two, oh, sorry, World War I uh, angel that appeared over the battlefield? Yes. Uh, well, well, why, why don't you, uh, I know it, and I probably, Ann probably knows it. Why don't you go over it, Byron, for those uh, 75% women in our audience who <laughs> might not... Well, I'll briefly mention, I mean, the Age of Mons was opposed to field over the battlefield between the Germans and the British during the First World War. And, you know, it appeared as some sort of big spirit before the battle. Now, the same thing happened uh, at Woodchester, apparently. Before deaths, there was a spiritual angel that appeared, um, you know, over the lake. Uh, set time and that's been seen on several occasions as well now this even went to hollywood um because there was a film made about it um now it went in in february 2001 there was actually a film um made about this there was an angel seen over the thing and they called it the angel of the lake and um apparently it happened the night of these um 20 american or canadian troops that died on the lake in the same pot spot over the pontoon bridge so um that's been seen there as well um there is confirmation, just incidentally, that you know there was a there there was actually a Sherman tank in the the lake. Um, they have they have had divers down, um, you know, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting fact. So we do we can confirm, obviously, there there is a you know a tank in the piece and an artillery piece in the lake. So it confirms the stories that these guys did lose their lives there. Um, we can't find out our end um, what the names of those soldiers would have been, but you may well track it down your end. I don't know if that's uh, possible, but um, yeah, it's anything uh, is possible, Byron. I mean, you should know that. <laughs> well, there, I mean, what we'll do next time, I'll maybe get the Gloucester Paranormal Group to take some pictures of the the names that appear uh, in the chapel, and we'll get to that piece later. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting place with lots and lots of stuff. But the Hollywood the Hollywood thing, um, have you heard of a, a program called Scariest Places on Earth? Have you yeah. heard of that? Yeah, well, yeah. Winchester they, Mansion did, did appear on that. Um, I'm not sure when it went out, but they actually did an investigation with the Ghost Club of Great Britain. So, uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, yeah. Back in my early days, I was actually approached by them to work on that show, and I turned it down, actually. Oh, wrong. Well, Why? It's like yeah. a, did you ever see the show? <laughs> well, I have, yeah. I okay. guess it's kind of a little cheesy. A little lame? Yeah, That's a lot a little lame. cheesy. But <laughs> well, I, I've, I've never seen it's it. It's fun to uh, watch, but I wouldn't want to be part of it. I mean, <laughs> but, Byron, but it, I have yes, a question uh, about sure. Woodchester. Okay, Why? <laughs> why was it never uh, completed? Was it because it was haunted, or was there another reason? Okay, right. Now, we know that William Lee was in trouble, okay? He had his finger in many pies building uh, around the Gloucester area. Um, he, I mean, there are two stories, the two ways to look at it. The skeptics will say he just went bankrupt and it was never finished. My theory on that is, though, if you were a tradesman in the 1840s, if you went bankrupt or if the, the builder or the, the owner of the building went bankrupt, would you leave all your tools there? 
It just doesn't seem right. Now, there, there are so many stories about these ghosts appearing. Um, certainly the Ghost Club of Great Britain had a really interesting night there um, where they had bricks thrown, falling masonry, um, cracks, loud noises. Uh, the running dog all appeared there throughout the night. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it, well, it's kind of um, swings and roundabouts, really, which one do you believe? But, you know... Masons apparently lost their lives while building there, um, because they had they, they had they had French masons um, coming across from France, uh, were assisting in the building of the chapel, and apparently um, this this so. Sorry, um, people that have been using, uh, you know, the bathroom and that type of thing, uh, the rape and all that uh, has come up several times with different mediums to pick that up. Um, we didn't know about that. The, the girl, there was a girl on the night who was actually pinned down, um, or believed that she was being pinned down. She was actually Physically? sat in. Yeah, well, you know, not by us, but um, certainly something was constraining her in the bath. Now, you know, when, when things don't kick off at Woodchester, you, then, you tend to put people into situations they don't want to be in. On this occasion, there was a female there who didn't know the story. We put her in the bath and see what she felt. The first thing she said is, I'm being enclosed as though I'm being wrapped. Um, I'm being wrapped. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, it, she didn't know the story. She said, my heart, arms are being withheld and I'm being pushed down, which is very similar to uh, the Chris Howley, the uh, guy or the lead from Gloucester Paranormal Team. He said that the same thing had happened previously where he had a guy in a seance um, who came, well, new to paranormal investigation, just completely flipped and... Uh. Uh, you know, basically tried to attack a woman next to him who, oh he, did, who he didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, a strange old place. Bathroom is uh, definitely spooky. Um, the, the story is also Woodchester has been associated with satanic worship. It's also been associated with cultism. Um, Rosicrucians, uh, Rosicrucians, should I say. Uh, and, um, I don't know why that is, because William Lee was a Catholic, so, uh, and as you know, it's probably the other way around. It's more Lutheran Luf Luf church as opposed to um, Catholic, isn't it? The Rosicrucian type. Um, right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, those associations have been made, but, uh, yeah, a, a, a spooky little place there. We, we do have another question from the chat room about... Well, uh, it, we could oh. uh, take that after the break, because we're okay. coming up on break now. Uh, All right. So, actually, you know what, Ian? Squeeze yeah. it in there, honey. Well, they <laughs> um, Michelle would like to know, what exactly do they think haunts the bathroom? Is it the victim or or... Okay, well, there, there are several entities that come into the bathroom. There, there is a dark spirit that turns up around the whole house, and he turns up, and he has been seen in the bathroom. The bathroom is also, I think, you know, from what I've seen and from the mediums that I've taken there, um, is haunted by the person that assaulted the woman. So, you know, ah. he's, he's not a nice woman. He's not a nice man. All right, he, we'll see who else haunts the bathroom when we come back from our break. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles. Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick and our special guest, the roving reporter of, of the mysterious UK, Mr. Byron Jackson. We'll be right back with the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, Craig Doeswalt, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doeswalt, Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Byron Jackson from Haunted Devon in the UK. Hello. We're back. (laughs) And we we want to thank all the 25% of our male listeners who's listening right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, yes. Uh, Anyways, if you want to join... What, what, what? what, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead after you. No, ladies before judgment. All right. Well, age, I was age going before to... beauty. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Go on. Uh, I was going to mention that uh, if you're shy and you don't like to jump into that chat room, you can hop on our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation, and like us. And you can ask questions there it? or leave comments. Whatever you yeah. would like to do. Yes, join join that page, whatever it is. <laughs> Ghost Chronicles Next Generation or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, or you can join us live in the TogiNet chat room, uh, and you can uh, also uh, email us during the show, too, which uh, we did at the uh, international show, which worked out pretty good. Great. Because I picked up a lot of personal emails, and that was great, you know. All right. And where are they emailing uh, us at? Part of our 75% of the woman in the audience that was listening to us. <laughs> You'd be telling me next, Ron, they're throwing pants at you, aren't they? I mean, it's like Barry Manilow on steroids, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyways, moving right along. Uh, this sound like a bathroom. Wait a minute, that's your job. Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm still here. Um, the bathroom. Okay, so I can describe the bathroom. It's not like uh, the, the shower in a Hilton hotel. This is a rather large, cold brick building. Uh, in in the corner, there is a, a large stone bath. Um, it has two jackals um, that are actually the taps where the water came out uh, and a wolf's head for the shower. 
So there you go. So that that's the sort of bathroom we're talking about here. It's really weird. Um, there is a fireplace in there um, that has a serpent across it and some strange, um, probably uh, symbolism that, that, that associates it with the Rosicrucians. But, I mean, again, I can't understand it because it was built by Catholics. So don't really know. I don't, don't really know. Very strange place, though. Like I said, the bathroom with the entities there, um, strange strange um, entities different people pick up on different things women pick up on it more than men um, because we stand in the corner don't feel anything uh, I left my colleague in the bathroom though he doesn't like it in there I know that Barry my uh, friend has been in the bathroom he didn't like it I definitely don't like baths because I never take them um, but, uh, <laughs> that I know but, trust me yeah cool um, do you want to play this next piece then, Ron? Oh, is, we, is we that... have that. Are you ready for the next piece, Byron? Yeah, yeah, we'll go. Then we, then we can chat a bit more about the EVP layer as well. All right. Can we play that piece, Ann? Right, I'm stood in the dining room, and I'm looking at probably a very strange-looking, what I think is a gargoyle. However, I've been told that uh, that's not the case. So I'm going to pass you on to someone who knows a little bit more about it. Can you just introduce yourself? Tell me who you are. Hi, I'm Andy. I'm on the caretaker. So you live here on your own. Is that right? I do, yes. I've lived here, this is my 17th year. Well, no wonder you look white and got no hair. <laughs> is it really that bad here? Um, I don't mind it, but a lot of people find it quite intimidating, yeah. Really? I'm going to look at this uh, strange stone beastie that we're looking at now. It looks like a monkey with teeth holding an owl with a tail. Uh, I don't know if that's a good description, but uh, what's, what's, his, what's the story behind this? It's basically on the back end of the building... Uh, the hunky punk, as they're called, not a gargoyle, um, is very dilapidated and taken down. Um, one of the students we've had from Bath College has made a new one, hopefully to go up and replace him. So it's a hunky punk. Well, what, what, how, what name, how for, how does that work? Is there um, any reason for that? <laughs> hunky punk is, basically, it's not a gargoyle, because all gargoyles have got to be a release of water. They take water away from the building. Whereas a hunky punk is something that goes on the end of the building to ward away evil spirits. Well, you learn something every day. So I'm looking at a hunky punk. In fact, I probably know several hunky punks at home, don't I? Um, and on that note, I'd better shut up now. So we're actually stood in the uh, chapel now. And one of the things that Andy's pointed out to me kindly uh, for everybody is that this place was actually used as a, a base for US forces during the Second World War, I believe. And he's pointed out some graffiti that's still here, written in pen or some type of pen or a china graph. And I can see the word, and I don't know if this is right, but HP, it looks like cakey, cakey. And March, I don't know if that's the 21st, 1944, US Army. So, you know, clearly the guys have been here. Andy, there's many more of these around, isn't there? Absolutely. Lots of examples of the Army and uh, RAF being here. Um, you've just got to take your time to look around and find them. They are absolutely everywhere. And I, I can see most of them are actually written in pencil. So, you know, it's in such a good state of pr preservation, um, like here. And I guess some of these guys are actually now long since gone. I mean, there's a, a G. Howell, a uh, B. Howell, an N. Howell, and someone else who is... Uh, a lotic, velotic, um, and all these are in the chapel, um, you know, and dates are 38, 38, uh, and there's graffiti all over the place. This is uh, 
Berg, someone or other, um, is obliterated, but 1933. Um, so the whole chapel is just covered in uh, graffiti from U.S. forces. Uh, you know, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's it's really quite quite nice. And again, U.S. Army, um, you know. It's just marvellous to see this stuff here. And if I walk around, we're actually in the chapel again, and, and it's just everywhere. The, the whole place is covered in it. So I've left Graham, and I walk in through the mansion on my own, uh, which is a little bit daft, but uh, I seem to have lost the group. Oops. Creaky uh, stairs. Just... I can hear the group now, so I'll get up to them and hopefully be relative safety. Uh, we're actually on the floor now where Most Haunted were, where they had stone throws, and actually Yvette and Carl believe that they said that this was one of the most haunted places they've ever been to. Uh, it's certainly chilly, and uh, well, I'll see, see what we get up to. I'll just go up to, uh, to these groups. So it's now, it's now quarter to 11, and everyone seems to be smelling Old Spice. I don't know if this is some sort of joke or what, but is this true? All smelling smell Old yeah. Spice? Butter. Butter. We're, we're on the upper floor of uh, Woodchester Mansion, and uh, we can smell Old Spice. It's exactly what we smell in the daytime in the bathroom. Do you like these people the night, here? The group carried out a variety of experiments, including EVP. Although nothing was captured this time, Listen to an EVP from this location, recording on our last visit. The words help me are heard. Did you hear that? Hello. Are you all there? Yeah. Hi. Uh, are we done? <laughs> oh, I think I think we finished. Now we're back into the land of the real world. That was um, great. Okay. Byron, Byron, let me let me give you some advice. When you ever play an EVP, right, for us to record, play it three times in a row. Yeah, cool. I will do. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In, in future, because that gives everybody a chance to listen to it. Now we actually they can hear this these two clips. Uh, in fact, see some video with them. I believe, right. That's right. Um, there is a video. I think I sent you the link, Ron. I don't have it right now, but I can probably mm -hmm. dig it out um, if necessary. So um, you can have a check at Woodchester Mansion, and you can certainly listen to the clip. It's on the front page of uh, www.haunted-devon.co.uk. Um, you'll need to uh, put your earphones on to hear it. It is uh, pretty pretty frightening, actually, and it was audible. People heard it. It wasn't just like an EVP okay. that you capture. All right, let so, me stop you right there, then. Then speaking is not an EVP. It's clear. Okay. Okay, but it wasn't clear to everybody, but well, that's why we've classified it as EVP. Someone heard it, but, um, or they but heard the something. True, the true nature of an EVP is that it, it is not audible. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But on this yeah. occasion, someone you hear someone say, did he hear something? Yeah. Now, he, did, he didn't know what was said, but when they played back the audio, it was actually, right. um, you know, that, that was heard. Now, I don't know what the guys think of that one, but we felt it said, help me. Um, there was also that um, very 
growl or a demony type voice coming out from there that's been heard before several occasions in the cellar of woodchester mansion where there is apparently an elemental or some type again mediums have told me this though they say um there is something down there that doesn't have any shape or form but they just know it's evil now uh, our chaps on the night they um they they basically um went down into uh the the cellar and they heard whistling they um someone got their ear blown into um uh, and uh huffing into their their ear um which, which again another female and again it seems to be the females that attract the problems in woodchester um i i don't know why probably we have a very lecherous ghost but um apparently <laughs> yeah so um yeah it's um it, it was an interesting. It was an interesting night, but uh, the 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 writing on the walls, Ron, um, is you know it's good to see it there because it just brings you back to the fact that this place, uh, you know, 1938, and people have actually stood there, wrote something on the wall, and then very probably they're not around now. Do you know what I mean? They they would have probably been put to the front line and. Um, well, you know, some of them would have lost their life, so it's quite you spooky. Know, uh, it, it really, it really uh, upsets me because it's typical American leaving leaving graffiti everywhere. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's definitely British graffiti there as well, Ron. So you're not in your own. And I mean, if I if I was uh, going to war and not knowing if I was going to come back, I'd want to leave a memento as well. Right. Uh, and and certainly, having stayed in Woodchester, I didn't think it was a very good quarters to be in. You know, most of the officers would have been staying down in the local pub where we had our treacle pudding. Um, but uh, obviously, <laughs> the guys uh, the guys would have been staying in an haunted mansion with no windows. So, right. yeah. Pretty unfair, really. Um, I don't know. Again, going back to this EVP oblique, not EVP, but you know, again, um, we'll we'll play some more on our next um, right. little piece that we'll do. We we've, we've got lots of EVP locations. So we will play some more, and I will Excellent. take your advice. I'll give you more of a chance to hear it, but you can rehear it if you need to. Right. Yeah. It just works out better if you. Uh Especially if you lead into it, and, and you know, uh, then they can hear it. Because we're on radio, let's face it, we don't have a real great audio system to really hear it. So, uh, yeah, it works out good. In fact, Mike Markowitz, who is uh, a great EVP guy, he, he, he just won't do it anymore with us. Because no, <laughs> he won't. He refuses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why it's difficult at times. So, you know, it is what it is. It's not, you know, it's it's... Internet radio, so we do the best we can audibly with it. So, cool. So anyway, that, that was a great piece, uh, Byron. Uh, you know, I, I just want to—I do have a couple of questions myself about it. And if anybody else has a question, they can certainly join us in the uh, chat room, uh, Tojinet chat room. That's www.toginet.com chat room, or you can go on to our page on Facebook, which is what in. Ghost Chronicles dash Next Generation. And like us because we like certainly us. like you. Somebody already liked us this evening. Really? We've been talking, yeah. Must great. have been my mom. Yes. <laughs> God bless her soul. <laughs> and sure anyways, there. anyways, Byron, one of the uh, interesting things, how many people were with you that night? I know there were a couple times you were by yourself, but on the uh, whole... Well, on that occasion, there were 12, I think, uh, in the other group. But um, 
I mean, basically, uh, myself, uh, Graham Chapman, uh, who was an investigator from Haunted Devon, uh, uh, we were sort of left pretty much wandering around on our own a lot of times. But uh, I have to thank Chris Howley, actually, from Gloucester Paranormal Group for allowing us to go up. And uh, it was fantastic to, to see uh, Helen, who was a member of Haunted Devon, you know, ages ago. But, I mean, that they, they really did treat us well, look after us and tell us what was going on. Um, we, we, you know, kept in touch with the group and we, we spent some time with them and we, we are planning to put to um, some footage up of the entire investigation, obviously 10 minutes, two five-minute slots. It's quite difficult to give you a, a full taste of what went on. Uh, EVP sessions last, well, you know, 20 minutes or so. So, uh, you know, we, we couldn't play an entire EVP yet and there's still analysis to do. But it was a good location and, and a cracking place to be. But, um, yeah. Does that answer your question, Roland? I forgot no. what it was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. That, that's the one thing working with you over these years, uh, Byron. I know that uh, once I start you, uh, I have no clue uh, where you're going to go. So No. I, I, I know. I, I, you wind me up and point me in the wrong direction, and then I disappear in a sideways. So I'm a bit like a crab, really. I, I never go where you expect me to do. Um, but... But yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> no, you did. You you asked you how many people were at the group, and you did come up. No, but I, it's a it was a huge it's a huge place. So I mean, it's not like you guys were tripping over each other or, or anything, right? No, I mean you you can. Um, the only thing is with a place like that, you do get uh, you you do get um, noise pollution because there are no floors, you know. So if you're on the upper floor, well, I say there are no floors. There are some floors, but most of the wooden floors for the room aren't actually in so um you 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 know clearly uh, you can't um you can't stand in but you can hear the you can hear stuff um popping through from different floors so that that's the only downside uh, to this place um but um yeah i mean the location's good it's it's huge and you you can certainly lose 20 people quite quite easily into woodchester mansion uh, and bear in mind there are the lakes as well the tail end of um woodchester which are also allegedly haunted so you know you could have people outside it's a tremendous location and we'd really like some of you guys to come over and and uh join us maybe one night oh that would be lovely <laughs> well, you, you should do, and I mean, uh, and like I say, when we get uh, you know going on these, there will be several from different um, groups, you know, around the country. So we'll be visiting some of the most haunted locations in the UK, uh, including Bodmin Jail at some stage. But uh, really. Well, yes, I, yeah, well, well I, I mean, I was actually forced to, to film inside the hangman's pit. I told you this, Ron, it wasn't very nice. Um, dangling in upside down with the shutters down, waiting for a body to be dropped yeah. down through the, right. through the slam. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, wow. uh, yeah. You know, let, let me ask you this, and, and this has kind of been bothering me, and, uh, you know, the ghost thing is so popular right now, and... You know, places like uh, Waverly and, uh, you know, Mount Washington and Shanley, all those places have almost become uh, tourist traps now. And, I mean, I wonder how the ghosts feel about all this, you know, where they bring in group after group after group people going in through the same thing. You know, if there's anyone there, can you give us a sign? Can you do I mean, 
I wonder what it's like in the afterlife now. Are they laughing at us? <laughs> I mean, what's going on in the outside of the world? Any well, ideas there, Byron? Well, all I can say is that the more visitors you get to a location, the quieter they get. I was uh, one of the first the first people to visit Berry Pomeroy Castle, which is, a, again, another major haunted location, which happens to be in our county. Uh, and I, I visited it um, after it had been shut uh, for an entire you know few years, and it had never been open to uh, paranormal teams. Uh, and we were the first team to go back in there, and it was very, very active. Everything was kicking off all over the place. Um, but, you know, years later down the line, when I went back with other groups, the place had completely, you know, well, excuse the expression, it had gone dead. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that I think, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, things, and, and as you know, you know, you go three, six, three, six, five days of the year and you can't right. always guarantee what's going to happen. Um, I think all locations are worth a revisit at some stage. Right. Um, you know, don't go to one and say it was dead, so I'm not going again. Go several times and, you know, come up with your own conclusions. And again, I'm about as sensitive as a brick anyway, Ron, so uh, I, I don't really pick <laughs> Me up. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, I do go, and you know, we're, we're um, a, a science-based team. Really, we we try and do the best we can with uh, with with the kit that we've got. You know, clearly everyone would like to have um, stuff, but I mean, we do have thermal images and stuff, so we have use of uh, that type of kit, which most groups don't have. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we 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 really do um, try hard to get to get the best possible things. But yeah, I think you're right, Ron. You can you can over uh, kill a location. I'm not sure if it's the same in the states, but certainly in the UK, they they sell the places. And once a location becomes very popular, um, the owners of that location will raise the price and this is something you know we're trying to work with to make sure that they don't do that right. um, because sometimes that can just you know I mean good paranormal groups won't touch it once it gets to an exceeding price you know most people don't mind paying if it's become you know for the uh, upkeep of the building but if it's just general profiteering then I think right. most groups would, would say no we're not interested now thank you very much mm-hmm. so there are, there are some locations in the UK I won't name them but there are some that I won't go to because the prices are too high and uh, they're clearly profiteering as opposed to, um, you know, just, just upkeep of the building. No, right. Nobody minds paying for that, I think. But, uh, right. So so we have a question in the chat room here. Uh, we did. Wait a minute. I lost <laughs> it right off the screen. Wait a yeah, minute. so any, anyways, actually, I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, when I first started investigating, there were nobody charged anything in the estates. Uh, it's only, you know, after the Ghost Hunters came out and some of these other shows that are on the air that uh, people realize they could make money on it and do it. I mean, and groups charge as well as we do, uh, but that's a good way of funding it. So, uh, But we do a lot with uh, preservation, so we're actually preserving the uh, places that we do go. Right. Anne, did this you find question, it? Yes, the question was, Ron, what are your thoughts on the ovulus? Oh, very good question. Uh, I, I, I'm going to throw that at Byron first, and then I will uh, expand on it. Byron, what's your thoughts? Well, 
If you want my real thoughts on it. I do. <laughs> or, all right, okay. My my real thoughts on the obelisk is that it's a good gimmick, but I don't actually hold up much hope of it having any scientific base. What I'd, what I'd say is, though, is that the obelisk can be useful in a word, random word-generated thing, but you have to be aware, and it comes with experience, you know, that, that some people will try and associate the word with the location as opposed to, you know, um, you, you know what I'm saying here. Right, is that exactly. There will be... So if, if, absolutely. If someone, yeah. if the if the obelisk said murder, everyone's going to think there's been a murder in the place. You know, it's a random uh, name generator. What is interesting is you have two or three obelisks in the same place. They are random word generators. What are the chances of all three of them coming up with the same name or the right. same um, thing? That, that's interesting. But I think they have a place. But just like everything else in this world, the ob- the obelisk is uh, is one of those things that you can use. Most people that aren't sensitive like to see something, they like to hear something, and if they can hear an audible, um, it makes it interesting for groups. Um, we will use it if we're taking members of the public out because they like to hear it. Um, we don't use it that often. We use France box and various other, but you know, at the end of the day, they are what they are. It's it's uh, a noise generator, uh, and you can use um, you can use it. But um, yeah, hopefully, the the team will be developing their own toys. Uh, at some stage in the future, if uh, if I have my own way, okay. uh, and so uh, let me answer that. Uh, as far as that, I agree with uh, uh, Byron on it that it, it does have its uses. Uh, but you know, I, I have when Ghost Radar came out, which is in that free app or, or a ninety nine cent app or whatever you want to buy on your phone. I thought it was all just another gimmick, just another toy. But then I started to think about, well, you know, we use a lot of trigger objects in when we go out for an investigation. And if they can manipulate those, then certainly they would be able to manipulate the uh, obelisk or would uh, possibly manipulate the phone. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, that's not proof. It's just another thing that you add into your collection for the night that, that gives you uh, you know, some type of evidence that either something's there or not. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you don't need to have, uh, you know, you don't need to have all the electronic toys to be able to do a good paranormal investigation. One of the best no. things to have is the Mark One eyeball and a notepad. Uh, and the number yep. of people that go to locations don't take any notes. You know, the first thing we do, uh, if anything happens, is obviously take the time, uh, you know, as in take the time, it's 11.43, etc., etc., etc. And that way you're only going to get correlation of good notes and uh, hopefully a good report. Or, you know the number of groups that go out there do investigations and then go home and uh, you never see a report I mean we right. try and do vi- video reports where we can because we find it easy uh, right. to to break an investigation and then go straight to the investigation team and ask them what they'd found you know it just saves time uh, and you get a good uh, indication because they don't have to go away and think about it this is five minutes after it happened, or whilst it's happening, uh, you get good, uh, good sort of correlation and good notes I think, in video form. Yeah, I, I think I'm, the number one thing that I always bring with me is my video camera. It never leaves my hand, and you know, I mean, if that was the only thing I could bring in, that would be the only thing I'd bring in. Mm-hmm. It's my video camera. Right. And, and the, the other thing, you know, we do ours is, of course, we use a base camp on most uh, things, and we report everything to the base camp. We have a uh, software program called Team where everything is reported in and location, time, and all that stuff. So that actually helps as well. 
Mm-hmm. And right. I know we have about two minutes left in the show, but uh, I do want to report one kind of. This kind of goes with the obelisk question: is that uh, I don't know. Do you have this thing in in England where they take a, a flashlight, like a mag light, and loosen it up and place it down, and then they ask questions? They ask the spirit to turn the light on and off. Um, I've not done that before. I've, I've seen very similar things. We use uh, Silims, the chemical lights, and I know that we've questioned like that. And actually, someone did actually insist that one was broken um, because they're pressure-based, you know. So uh, right. if you can use those, we find they're a lot more interesting. If you get the mini right. Silims, uh, the tiny chemical lights that they put on the end of fishing rods, and oh. if you leave one on the table, um, you can sometimes, you know, ask out and you'll get them to break now that that to me is quite freaky and i've seen that happen so you right. get a chemical light on a table nobody's touching it it breaks right um now, so, yeah. we, we, you actually i know we're just about out of time but i know we did have an experience with uh one of the guys i was with uh brought one of those lights things in one of the places we did uh we asked questions now this is the first time that i really use it because i didn't have a lot of faith in it mm-hmm. uh and uh we got direct and quick answers to the question. Pretty and great, I, wasn't it? I found that interesting. But I, I, I took that I took that to other locations and uh I watched them work it and it the way they work it, it, it it's really garbage basically uh they'll say you know if, if there's any spirits here can you turn the light on and uh you know don't be afraid move closer blah 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 and they keep yakking until eventually the light goes on and then the, the, the same thing will happen uh you a male spirit if you're a male spirit can you please and so they once again they they go through this time period where and then the light will go off or on depending what they're, they're calling for but the, it's really not good science the way that that was done the second time where we the first time where we got the quick answers it responded directly to the questions and not just like one or two because that's to me that's just coincidence anyways when you've got a whole pile of questions and there was direct response to me that had more validity and for the first time that i I actually believed that there was some validity in that uh thing but anyways we are out of time so we want to thank uh byron uh what the heck's his name jackson there it is and (laughs) It was a great show, Byron. We want to thank you so much, and we look forward to your next uh, investigative report. And uh, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Bye-bye, chaps. From ghoulies to ghosties. Long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.